0: You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the nerd. Bunch of nerds. Welcome to the Nerd Room. We talk about things stars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number three hundred eighty-five. We're discussing Super Bowl movie trailers, and you know what? We've got a special one for you this week because I am your resident host of the Nerd Room, and we're bringing in someone special—a new perspective on nerd in general. The Ga. My one and only, my better half, the love of my life, and my sweet Valentine, my beautiful wife, Sydney, is here to give that fresh perspective. My love, welcome back to the Nerd Room.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, first of all, it's been years since you've been on the podcast. It's been months since you've been down in the Nerd Room here. But here we are. Ian couldn't make it this week. He is busy in Japan. And I thought, you know, we've got Valentine's Day is tomorrow. What better way than to celebrate as a couple than podcasting about movies? How
1: romantic.
0: <laughs> it's exactly what you wanted. And here I am to deliver that because... You're the best husband in the world. Exactly. Exactly. So let's let's frame up things here a little bit before we get into the main topic, which is, of course, the Super Bowl movie trailers i want to ask you a few questions. One, you are now the COO of a podcast company. So I think it's appropriate that you're on more podcasts. But when we're talking about stuff inside of the nerd space, where do you sit on all of it? Let's talk about your movie going experience. What is your favorite movie of all time?
1: I mean, like my actual favorite movie or
0: the one you tell everyone, the one that I hear all the quotes from all the time.
1: I mean, obviously, Billy Madison is a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> yes.
0: But what's the one you tell people? Like, do you have one that you tell people? Do you tell people it's, I don't know, Les Miserables or something like that? I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think I really have a favorite movie other than Billy Madison, of
0: course. No. Okay. What about what about your experience inside of the nerd world? Star Wars was something that I introduced you to when we first first started dating. You had never, ever really seen a Star Wars movie. And we experienced the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially in the early days, pretty much together all the way up really until we started having kids. Then I started just going by myself (laughs) because we just didn't have the time. But you got all the way up to Endgame Mm -hmm. and you kind of finished with the MCU there. So you're not really into it as much. I guess we watched WandaVision together. We watched the first season of Loki. But the Marvel Universe, let's talk about that first. Like, what's your experience like inside of that? And how do you relate to it? Is it just through me? Do you, Did you enjoy that experience kind of going through? Like, we saw Captain America, the first Avenger together in 2011. Prior to us having kids, driving out to our vacation spot that we go to every year, I dragged you to a lot of those movies. You enjoyed them at the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I still do. I still love them, I guess. For me, a big part of enjoying those movies is how much you enjoy those movies. (laughs) Um, And so it's really fun to walk out of a theater and look at your face and kind of go, okay, did he love it? Did he hate it? What's his thoughts? Um, You know, usually coming out of a Marvel movie, you loved it. Um, But I also feel like I'm sort of easy to please when it comes to movies. I'm the kind of person that's, you know, if it's entertaining that it's entertaining. Mm. I'm not, I don't have this deep seated love or hate for any of these universes or any of this kind of, uh, nerd culture. So as long as it's entertaining to a certain point, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. So yes, I've very much enjoyed watching all of these movies. Uh, and you know, there are times where you suggest, oh, let's watch this movie. And I kind of go like, ugh, I don't want to watch that. But then this moment we start watching it, I'm invested.
0: Yeah. The Marvels, for example, you and I 100%. went, kids were at school. We had the day off. I said, let's go see the Marvels. We went and watched it. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we it was great, great time together. Now, mind you, we don't get to <laughs> <and> do things <laughs> as much, a little bit more now than we have been. That's say- why we're podcasting yeah. together. Exactly. Pre-Valentine's right? Day. Right. Kids are asleep. This is our Valentine's Day time together you know dinner it's, it's tomorrow that you're gonna give me diamonds right 100 percent. okay good. yeah right yeah diamonds that that's how we're doing it <laughs> no so i'd say that our our together experience is something that i i enjoyed doing with you is going and seeing these movies i know we didn't get to finish the universe together in the end game because we were like a week into child number two at that point
1: i actually i think i've said this before but i um if there are any police officers listening, please close your ears. <laughs> it's um, a hypothetical, maybe. I'm <laughs> hypothetical, of course. Um, but I watched it illegally on my laptop in my bed about four days after giving birth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so
0: invested she was in the universe, at least seeing the conclusion of that universe. I don't think we had slept in like a week, <laughs> and I don't think we slept for another year after that. And that was because of the hype coming out of Endgame. 100%. That was, that was all of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just too much for us to handle. Well, it still is to this day too much for me to handle. And the MCU continues to kind of roll on. Star Wars, you're invested in. We went and saw The Force Awakens together. And you i have actually, you know, we're sitting in the nerd Room right now. And I would say some of the most expensive, if not all of the most expensive items that are inside of this room were purchased by Sydney, including my Avengers number one, some of the signatures that I have in here, the stuff that I would never buy myself, you bought me. And so you've been contributing to my habits, to my addictions for a very, very long time. And that's almost what makes some of these things super meaningful to me. Not only the movie going experiences, but the stuff inside of this room is that I'm able to have a story, have a deeper rooted connection to someone that I've chosen to spend my life with. And that has embraced who I am. You know, the last time we actually sat on this show and recorded it was an episode called living with Nerd." so you just explaining what it's like to live with someone that has a passion a love a deep-rooted connection to pop culture and specifically star wars and marvel and how you've kind of just embraced that and ran with that now even into us with the kids is you know we every so often will push them a little here push them a little there say you should try this and they're not as into it quite yet but I think just the ability to kind of embrace your partner's loves and passions is was super important for both of us. But I've always appreciated that side of things. And even you entertaining this idea of me saying, look, Ian can't make it this week. Do you want to maybe try to go and do some little fun record talk about some of these movies you know we had a great super bowl experience as a family and it might be something this is hazel you can hear in the background here kind of shaking off if you can hear that in the (laughs) microphones that is my my our the fourth woman in my house (laughs) so i'm uh but but talk about kind of embracing that piece of it and how it's kind of important for you to really have embraced it from the beginning. You you coined the term the nerd room. I
1: did. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something so important and so special about embracing something that the person you love loves. When you are experiencing the nerd universe in any way, shape, or form, the excitement that you get, the passion that you get... It really just pours out of you. And so I think one of the best things in the world is watching the person you love be so passionate about something. And that's something I know we're talking more nerd room stuff, but that's something that's been so incredible with uh, with Pod Summit and working on that together is that you're so passionate about it and everyone that talks to you can feel that. And so getting to watch you talk about it, getting to talk about it with you, just makes me feel so incredibly proud. And it makes... I'm going to cry. What's wrong with me? <laughs> um. I don't know if anyone's <laughs>
0: ever cried on the show before. I, I'm trying to think. I, can't, I don't know. Maybe Sanjay at one point would probably be the only one that would have back in the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just a really cool thing to... You know, I'm the I'm the type of person who loves a ton of things a little bit. Mm -hmm. I am very interested in many different facets of life, but there's not one thing that I can point to and say, that's my thing. That's the thing that I love the most other than my family, of course. Um, But, you know, hobbies or really anything to that extent, there's nothing I can say or think of that is something that I would, you know, go line up with a camping chair and sit outside for hours <laughs> and wait for it to happen, or, you know, purchase tickets to a movie six months in advance, or, you know, really, truly anything like that. So the fact that you have that to me is such a cool thing. And, you know, obviously, if there are times where, we have an important family event and there's a conflict, then of course, you know, we're going to chat about it or whatever. But for the most part, why does it really affect me? If you go to see a movie at eight o'clock at night, you know, then you come home and you're so excited. You're so amped up. You're ready to talk. Tell me every little detail about it. You're ready to go online and see what other people are saying about it. You're ready to come on here and talk to people about it. I just think it is such an awesome thing that you have for yourself and especially over the last few years with everything going on for you to have had this escape Mm. to come down to the nerd room to close the door to take an hour or whatever it is to chat with your friends realistically have these conversations talk about things that you all are passionate about there's nothing better than that it's I think provided you a an escape from the world um, at a time when a lot of people could really use an escape Mm -hmm. from the world. And, you know, it's hard having children. It's hard having a wife and a family, like a house. And, you know, there's things and responsibilities that come with all of that. And so to be able to just turn that responsibility off for an hour every week I think is amazing. Yeah. And I will always always support that and I think that anyone out there who's listening who is the spouse of somebody like that like you embrace it because when he has that hour or two or whatever it is to come down here and escape from reality he comes back up and back into reality so much happier, mm-hmm. so much more relaxed just kind of ready and refreshed to start a brand new week and so you know it's it's hard sometimes with the timing that things take up and especially you know you work so hard with like editing and posting and all of that kind of stuff and there are times where you kind of go like oh can we just sit and watch a show (laughs) can we just watch like a comedy or something or a rom-com but for the most part there are so many more benefits to it that are better for all of us overall. I think it's it's such an incredible thing.
0: Yeah, There's a full endorsement. You know, I think it's, it's one of the things that sometimes we don't talk about enough. You know, I think with all the co-hosts that we've ever had here in the Nerd Room and all the discussions we had, all of our spouses have been extremely supportive of what we do, both behind the mics as well as in and around them when it comes to the Nerd Space and giving... Us the time and like it's no different than a golfing hobby or a football hobby, but it it's just that escapism and I think that's something that's like broadly overlooked that everyone kind of needs that. And one of the big escapes for the whole world this past week was watching the Super Bowl. Like okay. we are not we are not a Super Bowl family. We're not a sports family, really. Like we we'll, we don't even have the sports channels anymore. We get kind of rid of cable and. But we we make it a goal usually every year is to watch the Super Bowl, not only because football is kind of interesting. This particular game was a lot of fun, but also it's very engaging from an entertainment perspective. You know, this year we had a lot of fun with the Taylor Swift involvement and our oldest wanting to be, you know, just on the screen, be like, oh, where's Taylor Swift? And cheering for Taylor Swift's boyfriend and all that. It was was kind of a cool, engaging experience. I
1: think it was amazing. And to be honest with you, I'm – and we talk about this a lot, especially when it comes to the nerd universe, Um, just the idea that there are people that get so angry about things and it's so minuscule when it comes to the grand scheme of life yeah. that, I don't know, I find it ridiculous. I apologize, but it's ridiculous. And so to watch people on social media be so angry at Taylor Swift and so mad about the press that she's getting and the press that Travis Kelsey is getting and all that kind of stuff. I know we're not talking sports here, but it's
0: part of the experience. It's though. part of
1: the experience. And you know what? It's, I think it it made the experience for us. Mm-hmm. We have a nine year old who could care less about football. And we sat there and explained the game to her. And she would ask questions after pl- certain plays and, Um, You know, she's asking about the point system and we're explaining it to her. She would not have cared about this game, even a tiny bit, Mm -hmm. if Taylor Swift was not involved, which I know is ridiculous, but it has created this whole new group of fans who, you know, maybe next year at this time, Taylor Swift won't be at the Super Bowl, but our daughter's still going to be interested because she had a bridge to get her there. Right. Just like you have been my bridge to this whole world. Mm -hmm. So would I have watched every single Marvel movie and every single Marvel show and every single, you know, whatever it is that you're interested in? No, but because I have you as my bridge, I became a fan. Mm -hmm. And so Taylor Swift was able to be a bridge for, a, especially a lot of young girls yeah. and women which you know people can be mad about all you want you know bandwagon jumpers and all that kind of stuff but i had so much fun you watching it with her yet. and yeah. with you and with our little one complaining the entire time <laughs> yeah throwing herself in uh, the but you know what? I think it's just such an awesome thing to bring someone into your world. Yeah. And so this, you know, is just another example of that. It's, I think, important to bring people into your world, to give them a different perspective on the person that you are.:
0: mm-hmm. Well in talking about like, the bridge piece of it, to, to step back upon a soapbox with some of these things, it, it's something that I've mentioned in the past with like characters like Ray or Camilla Khan, Miss Marvel and how i didn't like growing up as like a white male i never had a problem seeing myself reflected on tv or on the movie screen and all this and it wasn't until i had girls two girls where i started to really appreciate them seeing their reflection in heroes Mm -hmm. and and then you you have to broaden that out to different communities and all that where they're now seeing themselves reflected in mainstream media when it comes to Marvel movies, Star Wars movies, all this, and getting that broad representation where you can see yourself in that and you can say, like, that person looks like me. Like, I didn't appreciate that growing mm-hmm. up.
1: Well, and I think that's why our oldest, too, kind of gravitated more towards DC yeah, when she was 100%. younger, right? Yeah. Because the, um, the Marvel Universe at that point, I mean, I could be completely wrong here, but didn't have as many kind of strong female leads. Mm-hmm. Um they definitely, and she, they definitely
0: weren't put out there the same way yeah. that DC superhero girls was.
1: Well yeah. And so and she got those awesome figures um from Carlos and his family and they really just you know it it was a it was a doll in her mind almost mm-hmm. but it was these strong women. Yeah. And and then you know Ray was huge for her. Um and that what is her name miss marvel
0: miss marvel camilla con was a big one yeah for her. she loved on that side, show marvel and things, and
1: you yeah. you and our oldest getting to watch that show together mm-hmm. i think is another just awesome experience because yeah. it's no different than a dad trying to get his daughter to watch a football game with him, mm. right? It's like-
0: There's tons of stories about that, but Taylor Swift thing, like where absolutely. people were complaining, but dad's saying like, look, I got to like watch football with my daughter and the same yeah, thing. She's that asking made questions it and all that. And so it it's it's hard to ignore the importance of those bridges, like between two different fandoms, whether it's football and Swifties or, or Marvel and DC or cu- trying to get people into it. I think- it's a very underappreciated piece of the whole puzzle of kind of connecting lives and connecting mm-hmm. people. And you know, one thing we're doing here in the nerd room, and one thing that we're focused on for Pod Summit too, is community building. And you have to provide those bridges, and that's Absolutely. what we're doing with Pod Summit is creating that bridge between industry and people and communities and all this and. Like it's it's something that I think we need to do more of, Absolutely. as a community. And so, like, I loved our experience this past weekend because not only were we doing the the Taylor Swift thing and the football, like the foot the football game, we had a blast with pizza and we're just hanging out, just the four of us, plus the old dog here and <laughs> who's now like choking. But <laughs> we also the, we kind of built this idea up, and that was a, kind of our initial between Taylor Swift and saying like oh, we might get to see some movie trailers like Wicked and Inside Out 2. We're trying to bait the girls into yeah. this a little bit. And so we kind of created this whole entertainment experience over a night. We usually do Sunday night movie nights. And so it kind of nicely fell into that space. But it was probably, we, we've kind of gotten to the point, we've been doing Sunday movie nights since the start of the pandemic. So like four years now wow and it's crazy we've watched a That's movie swelled. like i would say 95% of the sundays mm-hmm. we've watched a movie together and we're starting to run into a space where we're running out of movies <laughs> and where with our oldest she's able to watch a little bit older things but the youngest still doesn't get them and she gets a bit antsy and doesn't really want to and so we're not as engaged in that as we were i say in the pandemic and all that but I found this was one of the most fun experiences that we had. Mm-hmm. And then doing the trailer watching, just pointing and everyone like you and I, like shh, shh we got to watch this. This is a big, because all the trailers, funny enough, I was expecting them to be a bit more spread out across the game. They all happened within the first 20 minutes of the game, it mm-hmm. felt like. And then the game kind of experience picked up on itself. But let's talk about some of those, those movie trailers. Now, you're coming at this as what we traditionally called like the G.A., I sometimes call you the periphery where you're aware of it because I talk to you about it, but you're not invested in it in the same way that myself and Ian are.
1: Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, because the movies that we're going to talk about are not only, you know, nerd room movies. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there are certain ones that I feel very invested in. um, And, there are ones that I'm very excited about and there are ones that I'm very nervous about. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to kind of, we've, we've tried to not talk about it together uh, so far. So I'm interested to hear your take on some of them. But I'm also invested in your box office fantasy pool or whatever you call it.
0: (laughs) What a bunch of Um, nerds.
1: (laughs) Honestly. Um, But I watched that live stream. I was yelling at my screen telling you what movies to pick and you weren't listening to me. So I made my own list of movies that I've decided are on my list and I definitely wouldn't have gotten them all had i been in this draft but i've decided it doesn't matter and i'm gonna win so yeah. let's <laughs> um. get that
0: trophy off of carlos that'd be nice it's never it's never <laughs> been inside of my nerd room here let's talk about one of the movies that you told me before should have been at the top of ian and i's list inside out Two. yes so big pixar movie pixar's had a tough go at the movie theaters through the pandemic, not from my quality perspective, because our girls love soul. Mm-hmm. And what was that other one? The red, uh, red. Oh
1: yeah. It? The Red Panda, red
0: Panda. And I don't know what it, what it's called. What was the other one? There's a couple other ones that have come out in that space that they've loved. They've loved them all. From they have a quality perspective, especially soul. When it mm-hmm. came out, I think that's probably one of the big casualties of the pandemic when mm-hmm. it comes to movies with soul. It was such a good it's movie. It's a great
1: movie. And our girls still will put it on. Yeah and watch it but it was it was one of the ones that they would watch you know five times in a row kind of thing
0: and like that was on in our house in the pandemic for like a year Mm -hmm. straight like just on and off they'd go in fits and spurts in it but inside out was another one of those movies that Mm -hmm. has found its way to on on the rotation amongst all of the other pixar films but it's one of the ones that i i can relate to more because it is in that parenting space a little bit Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with feelings you're dealing with very emotional pieces because like we're now kind of going through with our oldest at least those feelings Mm -hmm. and then that core memory formation with our oldest right now that was happening in Inside Out 1 and then we're slowly or maybe not slowly very quickly (laughs) getting towards that 13 year old that we see in the trailer for Inside Out 2 Mm -hmm. and the introduction of all of these new feelings So how did that trailer, we went went and watched all, we're we're going to talk about five movies here, but we went and watched all the trailers before we recorded here again. Inside Out, the trailer in the Super Bowl was just a teaser, and then it says, please go and find it online, and we went and watched it and all that. And so we just watched it again. Give me your thoughts on Inside Out 2, jumping from Inside Out 1, the experience inside of the family,
1: and how you're anticipating it for this year. I think that this movie is going to be such a big movie because it, checks off so many boxes mm-hmm. and i think you kind of a, a movies in general when you're trying to have a big box office hit these days in my personal opinion you have to appeal to many different people it's
0: called the four quadrants movie sure (laughs) that's what it's called (laughs) it's like families males in this age women in this age you know
1: a hundred percent but i think that a big thing for our demographic is nostalgia Mm -hmm. and when you hit that nostalgia it's you're you've made it kind Mm. of thing so inside out one when did that come out what year was that
0: i don't know that was probably it's got to be like at least 10 years old here let's uh 2015 so nine years
1: yeah so inside out one came out what nine ten years ago yeah and so it's old enough that you know we were what 10 years younger when when we watched it i was like 19 yeah i was like six (laughs) no (laughs) it's not right that's
0: incorrect
1: (laughs) Um, So it definitely had, fe- I feel that nostalgia for this. Even yeah. though I was a bit older when it came out, I still feel like it was such a classic at the time. It was like in that Pixar's hits, heyday. Yeah, and it just hits that nostalgia for you. And so it checks that box. And then it checks the box of obviously being family friendly. Kids mm. w- are excited to see it you know, it's, it's exciting for everyone kind of thing, but also as a parent, it, I still feel like I reference inside out one, when I'm talking, especially to our oldest, but even to our youngest, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to have red feelings. It's okay to have blue feelings. Yeah. And <laughs> I, <love that. laughs> I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but when I'm talking to our four-year-old, that makes sense to her. Yeah. Right. She threw a fit the other day and I was telling her it's okay to have those feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to figure out how we express those feelings,
0: but she does sometimes look like the little red guy. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, But it's, it's honestly, it's a great resource for us to be able to sit down with our kids after the movie and say, you know, do you ever have orange feelings? Because yeah. guess what? Our oldest is going to start having orange feelings. Yeah,
0: that's anxiety,
1: right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's such a cool family outing that we're going to have to this because mm-hmm. this is going to be like a big build. I can't remember when this comes out. June. Sometime June. Yeah. And so there you go. Look at you. So yeah, I, got
1: this. <laughs> I told you there's certain ones that I'm very invested in. Yeah,
0: And so this one's going to be a fun family outing and I'm glad that we got to really experience the the trailer but it's one of those trailers too that it kind of introduces you to the concepts, but we really don't mm-hmm. know too too much about no.
1: Which I love. Yes. I hate when a movie trailer tells you the entire story. Yeah, and then I go like, well, what's the point? I'm going to see the movie now exactly. because You've I've seen, seen the it.
0: big pieces and you know it's going to be emotional. You're going to be crying. Of course,
1: 100. <laughs> Inside Out too. Into my large. Extra large popcorn,
0: yeah, with layered butter and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> see, see, your Valentine understands and gets that. <laughs> so let's let's jump to another style of movie, not necessarily at all the four quadrants movie, and one movie that's likely to maintain its R rating, maybe a heavy PG thirteen, and that's Deadpool and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a Marvel character that I don't think you have too too much experience with, but you're a big fan of your your fellow. What is it, Cityman in Ryan Reynolds? You both grew up on the West Coast of Canada. Yes. You followed his career since Two Guys A Girl, and right through, you're quite invested in social media with him and his wife. And, you know, that connects up to the Swifty and Taylor Swift connection and all that kind of <laughs> there stuff. We go. But we watched this trailer, and you having like absolutely, really no idea what's going on with the multiverse side of things in the MCU. You kind of, when you not checked out, but when you, hit pause on the mcu and you weren't coming and seeing the movies as much and you know loki deals with a bit of the multiverse stuff so you've seen that but that member if you go back to that last episode of loki when it got real multiverse you're like eh. mm-hmm. like this was really good up until episode six and then i got lost myself completely you know you haven't seen no way home yet but what this movie essentially is is kind of deadpool is moving from the fox universe like mm-hmm. all those 2000s movies and this was a little bit later but it's meant to be kind of connected into that space Now he's moving into the MCU and you see that in the trailer a little bit. Yeah, You get Wolverine, Hugh Jackman that, Mm -hmm. you know, you've seen the old X-Men movies from the 2000s and all that. And so he's been playing that role for 25 years now and he's coming back. You get the yellow suit from the nineties. I don't know if your brother ever watched the X-Men cartoon and all that, but this movie is, I think going to be, you know, coming from like your, your love of, Humor and comedy in that Adam Sandler space, that goofy space, <laughs> slapsticky, sexual innuendo—all of that—that's kind of right up, right up your what? alley. And like even some of the promos, I'm educated. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's okay. It's okay to. <laughs> it's okay to devolve a little bit. Even like the poster <laughs> that comes out is like that half heart thing. It's Wolverine and X Men, and it says mm-hmm. "Come Together." Right, like, and it's meant to be, you know, an innuendo towards things. And so <laughs> this is building towards something different than what we've typically seen is even that Disney nod mm-hmm. about pegging and all this kind of stuff right so your thoughts on Deadpool and Wolverine and I think this is going to be an interesting one because Like I say, you're coming at this from a bit of the periphery Mm -hmm. with no real connection to Deadpool. You have a connection to, of course, some of the characters or the actors, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Um, There's rumors of another Taylor Swift connection inside of this, Mm -hmm. the common thread through all of this episode and her potentially showing up as Dazzler. That was not shown in the trailer. No, which
1: I didn't think it would be, to be honest with you um
0: yeah because we talked about this a bit before about yeah it's
1: i feel like you know my best friend taylor um is so i don't know i just feel like she wouldn't want she wouldn't want that day to be about her in any way yeah um so if they were going to announce something like that they def in my opinion would not have done it at the super bowl anyways that's neither here nor there um (laughs) the trailer
0: yeah so just just looking at the trailer from the you know we've got ryan reynolds we we kind of kick it off the first thing you asked me was why does his face look like that
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah
0: and we get the tva which actually is from the loki series which is kind of cool some time varied authorities so they're pulling him into the or the time-variant authority buildings and all this kind of pulling him out of time and jamming him into the MCU is what looks like it's happening. You get a bunch of action, you get some killing, you get some funny jokes with Ryan Reynolds suiting up as Deadpool. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's one of those trailers that, it's probably cut from, I'd say, the first 20 to 30 minutes of the actual movie, mm-hmm. of a two-hour movie. So we haven't seen Too Too Much, including, we haven't actually even seen Hugh Jackman's Wolverine properly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some cool cameos in that, and Ian and I will dig a bit deeper into some of that stuff next week. But is this, did it intrigue you enough to say, yeah, this looks like something that, you know, we'll get, the kids will go for a play date, and you and I can go check this out, opening weekend type thing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Number 1, I love me some Ryan Reynolds. Yes. So, I'm all I'm all about that. Um I'm okay with that. Okay. He's, <laughs> he's he's a nice looking dude. <laughs> um yeah, I think that talking about Marvel trailers in general, we often talk about, you know, you'll you'll often show me whatever trailer is coming out, mm-hmm. right? Um whether that's for Marvel or for DC. This may get me canceled, but I find that Marvel just is so good at trailers. They're so good at giving you the perfect mix of action and the comic book world that you kind of want to see, but adding in that, those little specks of humor, obviously Deadpool is a lot more humorous than most, uh, Marvel movies or most comic book movies in general. Um, I'm I'm a little torn on this one, if I'm being honest with you, because I'm not a huge fan of like the gory stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you get past the first, I don't know, call it a 20 second trailer, when you get past the first 10 seconds of a little bit of story, a little bit of funny, that sort of thing, it gets kind of gory. Yeah. And Deadpool um, is
0: traditionally like, quite gory. Yeah. Like, it's like so hour, it, hour, like hard R in some cases. Yeah.
1: So not really my taste when it comes to that. But I do love the way that Ryan Reynolds portrays the character. I love the way that Marvel really just integrates all of these different storylines together. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't necessarily get it until you explain it to me. (laughs) Um, But I just think that there's something so special about Marvel and trailers. And they just do it so so well so yes I'm very intrigued to watch this do I think it's going to be my favorite movie in the world no Mm -hmm. but I think that the way that Marvel integrates humor into their kind of more serious movies keeps me coming back yeah because if that humor aspect wasn't there I probably wouldn't be as invested Mm -hmm. because to me as someone who you know likes that kind of slapsticky style humor, I need that in order to mm. fall in love with the characters. Yeah, and take and a break so, from some of
0: the serious stuff or the big action pieces. Absolutely, that, like sometimes look like a bit of a CGI blur. That you're kind of yeah. like, oh, okay, sure, this is a bunch of punchy yeah. punch stuff, and it looks cool, but you know we've been doing this for seven, eight minutes of, in in this particular sequence. Totally. And you like to be kind of yanked out of it a little bit and like oh, yeah. kind of and that's why I think you liked Miss Marvel a lot because there's a lot of those moments where it would ebb and flow and then it'd be kind of like a goofy scene. Mm-hmm. And like not all like not all the scenes land, but at least some of those scenes where you're like, like that's that's clever. I like that. Yeah.
1: And even I mean, thinking back to like Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. you know, yeah. it's like it's obviously kind of a um dramatic story. And, you know, they are doing all these different things and going all these different places and whatever. And I, I'm i butchering what Guardians of the Galaxy is about. But it's but- like it's the
0: gist of a movie. They go <laughs> here, they go there. This thing happens. That <laughs> thing happens. They kiss. They do this. they do that, You know,
1: but it's it. They always bring you back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of silent. And then they say something funny and it just you it makes it brings it more. It makes it more lighthearted. Yeah relatable
0: you can you kind of connect to the character a little more you you, they've done it once and so you kind of are anticipating them doing Mm -hmm. it again so you're kind of a little bit more on the edge of your seat when they show up like
1: yeah and And I'm a little bit more of a I guess sarcastic type person and so they really get me with those sarcasm jokes and exactly (laughs) yeah he is 100% there so yes I'm I'm torn on the gory aspects but i'm very excited for the storyline i'm very excited for ryan reynolds i'm very excited you know to see if taylor swift is in
0: the movie that's gonna be a huge build like if marvel's smart they'll use it the same way the nfl did oh 100 percent. and they'll kind of slowly tease this out and then you've engaged an enormous population of of people that are engaged with her and i think like i love stuff like that and i this won't be a movie that we can take the kids to it's going to be just w- way beyond like barbie we took them to and even our oldest it was a little bit over her head mm-hmm. like she didn't like it over her head in the way where i don't no, even think uh, she's like got the story
1: no like, no i mean she enjoyed it to a certain extent but if i asked her what the movie was about yeah. she would probably well it was the best you you the little one
0: looked idea. at me about five minutes in and said dad, where's all the Barbies? Like I thought she, I think she thought it was going to be people playing with Barbies or the Barbie shows they watch on Netflix and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. the, So it's this, this one for me was like the big standout. This mm-hmm. is the one I was anticipating the most. And, you know, Marvel's taken some beating online in the last couple of years. And I think this is going to be a true return to form in the sense that they're embracing a new direction mm-hmm. and this is going to be the movie that maybe turns things around it was just from a stats perspective it was the most viewed trailer of all time in its first 24 hours, beating out No Way home it had like 350 million trailer views wow. across all social platforms in the first 24 hours, and so it seems to say that there's a lot of anticipation of this film, and it's the film that Ian and I chose first in the box office fantasy draft. <laughs> no so, big deal. Very very excited about that. On to our third movie here. Let's talk about Twisters. Ugh. This is <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> because you're you're a tad younger than me, a couple years younger than me. 1996, the movie Twister came out. You, the cow flying. No, I
1: know what oh. Twister is. <laughs> well, because
0: when we watch the movie, when we watch the trailer, she's like, why is it Twisters?
1: Yeah, because there's an S at the end. Because there's two of them. Yeah, I mean, I get that now that I've watched the trailer, but it's... an uh,
0: it's... And it's a sequel. Like, the aliens did it. Like, alien and aliens. Like, the S is just meant to be part of, like, the sequel piece. And I don't know if this looks more like... Now that we've seen the trailer, it looks more like a remake of the original... But there is, I think, some connection. You see Dorothy, which was the container the little balls come out of. And it's, From The it, Wizard of Oz? Very similar. No, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it, well, it is. Twisters, Twister. Kansas, blah, blah, okay. all, it all It all connects. But it doesn't, I don't know how much of a true sequel this is, if there's going to be mention of the characters like Bill Paxton and Philip, Ho- Philip Seymour Hoffman, who were both in Twisters in 96, have both passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, Helen Hunt, I think, mm-hmm. was also in it. And so it'd be interesting to see if there's cameo appearances there. Mm -hmm. And I told the story last week of this terrifying, that movie terrifying me for years about Twisters. This, to me, when you talked about nostalgia before, this really punched me in the gut when it came to nostalgia. Because this feels like a movie that was made in the 90s. And Glenn Powell, to me, because he was in Top Gun Maverick, Mm -hmm. so the second Top Gun that was just released a couple years ago. He kind of embodies, I think, what like, a like Bill Paxton and those guys were Tom Cruise of that era of movie. Like when you look at Glenn Powell, who's one of the leads in this movie, you're like that guy is straight out of the Mm nineties. And then you layer in updated graphics, drones, big twisters. To me, it just looks like a really fun summer movie that I think I'm going to have to check out in the theaters. Like hopefully it doesn't scare me. And I'm not hiding down here. (laughs) Sometimes a thunderstorm again, like my previous experience with twisters, but you weren't overly, you're kind of like, eh, okay, sure, you can show me this. But I don't, I'm not, it's not really for you.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the lead male, what's his name? Glenn Powell. That's Glenn Powell. Yeah. I definitely recognize him. And I kind of went like, oh, okay, I'm a little bit interested because now I have some sort of kind of connection. Yeah. But I never watched Twister. I may have watched Twister. I don't remember it at all. I have vague recollection of... at least seeing parts of it um so i don't know if somebody watched it you know in around me or or something like that um but i don't have that nostalgia piece uh and so yeah i can see that someone who does have that nostalgia piece it would be exciting to you it would be you know again we talked about this earlier having that nostalgia piece is going to get a huge group of the population excited about a movie whether the movie looks good or bad yeah because no matter what it is you're going to go and watch it are you gonna come with me to watch it <laughs> you know what i may in whatever this movie comes out it's in july so we might we may be away on vacation might be a
0: slip That's... away go to the air conditioning grab some popcorn <laughs> hold hands a little bit oh. You know, just maybe like make out a little Day. bit before what? during the previews, because we don't oh have to watch trailers anymore. So it might be one of those type of movies. <laughs> but you know
1: what? I may be eating my words in July when the movie comes out. And it might be really entertaining. I will definitely give it a chance because I will give most things a chance. And um and yeah, we'll see. It does it excite me? Not really. Um but I also have been known to love a good kind of action, what's going to happen type movie. At a left and, field where you have
0: no connection and no anticipation yeah, or expectation. Yeah.
1: And like I said, I'm kind of easy to please. So if it's entertaining in the slightest, I don't have to love it. But if I'm entertained, I'm happy.
0: Hey, we can leave the innuendos to Deadpool and Wolverine. You don't have to be talking <laughs> about that. In every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about easy easy out. to please easy in the eyes let's talk about fall guys so this is uh, well, Ryan Gosling.
1: My Ryans, I tell you.
0: Ryan, they're, they're just winning the world right now. Coming <laughs> off of the hit that was Barbie last summer, we've got another one, Fall Guy. He is riding shotgun with Emily Blunt in kind of just like a an action
1: thriller It type. has some of everything.
0: It does. It does have some <laughs> of everything. The trailer that we did watch, it was an interesting because it kind of just pointed out about all like the random stuff that's going to happen mm-hmm. in it. And... Again, it seems like I don't know if it's a pure satirical take on like a typical action movie. I think he's like a stunt man or something like yeah. that and um, it's one of those movies that it could just be a breakout hit in the same way that Barbie was where they take like a, I don't think it will be the same as Barbie where it takes something that is a bit of a trope mm-hmm. and try to just push on it. And then Gosling has kind of been in that space. At least for the last couple of years, like Barbie was that, like it was they took some of like the major tropes of what your expectation of a Barbie movie is, and he really played into that well. He seems to be in kind of a, a cool role here too. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a ton of personal anticipation in this movie. I definitely won't be watching the movies. It might be a cool Netflix like yeah watch for us, but it's another one that stood out as being something a little different and coming off the success, particularly Gosling's success inside of Barbie Mm -hmm. this movie's gonna get a little bit more attention because of that
1: absolutely well I mean I think I could be wrong but at least you know from my perspective most things that that he's in are gonna get attention because just who he is um Canadian boy once once you're in the notebook you're in for life right (laughs) um (laughs) but no this one for me I'm interested to see what it's like. Uh, I can't say I'm super excited for it. We'll watch it when we get around to it kind of thing. Um, but I, again, I think it'll be entertaining. I think they're kind of playing off that. We have something for everyone. Yeah. Um, And I think it'll be a great kind of date night movie for um the general audience. Now That's what G-A. you said they're the, the GA. G-A. Um, yeah. So I think, it looks entertaining. It looks like it's going to be kind of funny. Um, it looks like even kind of the action scenes and things like that are kind of more satirical than anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it, it's it's a, it's on my list of movies to see one day. Yeah. But will I be lined up at the theater? Probably not.
0: It'd be our, one of our streamings, one of the many streaming services that we pay for. Once it falls on there, i be like, okay, let's check this out yeah, exactly. one night, and, you know,
1: or you know, if we get a random babysitter one night, and we're yeah. like, what are we gonna do? And yeah, there, and we've already seen other things. You know what I mean? Like, I would see it in theaters. Yeah. I wouldn't say like, oh, I'll never see this in theaters. Twisters, I'll probably never see in theaters. <laughs> so you're saying <laughs>
0: I'm on my own. I'm gonna yes. come back, yeah, on vacation, and I'm gonna be terrified
1: <laughs> every time there's thunderstorm. I'm gonna be looking at <laughs> <down> the sky. <laughs> I'll protect you though.
0: We've got this another movie coming out here on American Thanksgiving. This is the last movie we're going to talk about. So this comes out in I guess end of November of this year, and this one, this one's going to be an interesting one. Interesting discussion. I've seen a lot of conjecture online about it. It was probably one of your most anticipated. Mm-hmm. One of the this ones. This one I'm invested in. That you, yeah, you're invested in personally, and one of the ones you were yelling at me for not picking <laughs> in the box office fantasy draft when you watch that live stream, and that's Wicked Part One. So you're invested in this because of the Broadway musical.
1: Yeah, Wicked is one of my all-time favorite shows. Mm -hmm. I've seen it multiple times on stage, and I absolutely love it. We saw it in London, right? We saw it in London. Um, It is just one of the most incredible shows that you could ever watch. And if you have an opportunity to see it on stage, Mm -hmm. see it on stage 100%.
0: It was a phenomenal experience. Like when we went and saw it, because I remember we was when we were living in London, England at the time, and we got to go see a bunch of Broadway shows and all this, which was amazing. You had said you had talked about it. You had They're seen not it before. Broadway shows. It's not a Broadway or whatever it is. Broadway's in New York. Broadway's in New York. What a stage show. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But it is one that I had no idea really what it was about. Like I, you'd see you see the signs up. You know, it had the Wicked Witch to the west. It was connected to Wizard of Oz in some capacity. I just had no clue. Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying, No, we have to go see this. So we oh, go yeah. we get down, we go see it all. And I remember walking out being like jaw dropped with how cool the story was. I had no expectation for it. The the actors and actresses or the stage actors and all that were just incredible. So I became like really invested in that story. Mm-hmm. And like everything we saw, like Lion King and all that was just so amazing. But that one was always the standout.
1: Yeah. I mean there's there's nothing better than seeing a live musical yeah um yeah so for me i mean a huge part of wicked obviously is the music yeah um it's on my you know it was probably some of the top songs on my spotify wrapped yeah (laughs) uh, this year and so i'm definitely very invested in this movie yeah
0: so you're walking into it in the same way with the same anticipation that I would walk into some of the Marvel and Star Wars movies is that you have like this long connection with it. It's something that you grew up with to a degree. It's something that is still present in your life. And so the hard part about that and translating something that you have a huge amount of connection to, or even revisiting something that you have a huge amount of connection to is there's, this massive amount of anticipation, but there's also this fear of disappointment.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's probably why I don't have as much, like I'm invested. I'm excited. I'm very interested to see how they, they portray these characters on the big screen, but I almost feel less anticipation for it because I'm not sure how it's going to translate onto yeah. the screen, and you
0: have like this like perfect piece of it like, exactly. You already you've already experienced as best as it can get. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I almost feel like my expectations are low, mm-hmm. whereas I find you know when you go into yeah. a movie that you're anticipating, your expectations are probably pretty high. Yeah. So I'm kind of coming at it from a different perspective because I'm just not sure how live st- a live stage show can be portrayed as well on the big screen that being said i think that they are taking a lot of care with it um the fact that it is two parts drives me a little crazy especially when they're coming out so far far, apart i didn't even know like i when i when we did the draft i wrote down part one i was
0: like oh i must have accidentally wrote down part one when i put everything out and then like dragging something like that story probably doesn't need to be four hours let's call it well exactly three and a half hours
1: but i i i but i don't know and i'm not the type of person who you know you know follows specific directors and things like that but my assumption is that the director of this movie is also a huge fan Mm -hmm. and so they want they're giving it this care that it really needs uh, at least that's what I'm the hoping. The stage show is
0: like an hour
1: and a half long. No, the stage yeah. show is probably three plus hours. Really? Yeah, probably oh. would say probably three hours. Look up, look it up. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering whether they really wanted to tell the entire story, and so that's why they made it into two parts. But I don't love that. For two and a half video. hours. I don't,
0: including an intermission.
1: Okay. I don't love a movie in two parts. I don't want to end partway and have to wait a year or more yeah. for the next part. Um, not only do I just find it annoying, Harry Potter, um, honestly, Harry Potter. <laughs> um, but well, those, there's some of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not only do I find it annoying, but also. You know, I feel like there's a lot of people in the world who are then just going to kind of fall off and not come back for part mm-hmm. two. So, Unless yes, part one
0: is like standard amazing. Yes, it's unless best. it's
1: phenomenal. Infinity
0: War, Harry Potter, whatever it was, six. Exactly. Where it's like, okay, I have to, if I don't tune in to the conclusion of this, I'm going to be missing out on something.
1: Exactly. But all of those stories had not been told before. Yeah. yeah. Wicked has been told before. Most people who are fans... All of the people who are fans, obviously, have seen it before. We know the story. We know how it's going to end. So, the fact that you're putting it into two parts. Good point. You know what I mean? I already know the ending. So, unless they come up with something completely out of left field that, you know, completely kind of recreates the story of Wicked.
0: But then people are going to be mad that it's not. A true adaptation of- But again,
1: you're never going to please everyone. So half the world will be so happy that they, you know, created this new aspect of it. And half the world will be angry that that they ruined the original. Yeah. So you're never going to be happy and- or you're never going to make everyone happy. But I- to be honest with you, watching this trailer, I would say, again, my expectations were pretty low. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably a bit lower now Mm. after watching the trailer. And that's coming from someone who is still very, very, very excited to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. But going back to that nostalgia piece, when you are recreating something, people want it to be the same. Yeah. Which is so
0: hard. So hard. So hard. It's not even that they want it the same almost. It's you want to feel the same way you did when you watched it exactly in in, on the musical Mm -hmm. it's like when we watch ninja turtles or when i watch this wrestling whatever you want to feel the way you did when you first watched it yes and that's a moment of time you're trying to recapture like i think when we talk about nostalgia that's what we're talking about it's not the character specifically—it's not a specific way they're portrayed. It's how you felt watching it, like Indiana Jones. All these things, like you want to feel that way when you've experienced it the first time. But the hardest part about that is, you were ten, you were twelve, you were at five, you were whatever you were when that was happening, and it's really hard to recreate that. And so I think that's where a lot of this nostalgia piece falls apart—is people are trying to catch a feeling and not specifically a character or a moment. Um, it's a moment in life. It's an emotional thing more than it is an execution piece on all this. And that's where I totally. think, think some of the stuff with Wicked comes up. Because for me, I'm invested in it in the sense that we had that experience as uh, a couple going and seeing shows in London and all this. And that was a ton of fun. But when I watched this trailer, I was expect because there's a lot of hype for this movie. Mm-hmm. I was expecting to be floored. It just kind of looks like a blandish CGI type thing I'm not I wasn't like in awe with any of it not mm-hmm. not even the music I felt like it didn't like hit me to my core the same way when I saw it on stage for the first
1: time well and I think that's a huge problem with this trailer and I'm sure you're gonna hear this a lot and again it comes down to nothing nothing has to be exactly the same but there is something about the way that Alphaba hits that note at the very end of the trailer. When you hear the original Broadway cast, which I think is Adina Menzel, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah, Idina it Menzel. is. Yeah. When you hear Adina Menzel sing that song, that last kind of note that you hear in the trailer, she belts that out. Yeah, it's very, and it's like a it very specific. And it is yeah. s- something to this day that gives me goosebumps every time i hear it every single time and so in the trailer at the end there where she kind of adds that like vibrato at the end where she um instead of just kind of one note belting it out she goes yeah she goes like kind of up and down it changes it yeah does it really matter in the grand scheme of things no people sing things differently Mm -hmm. but that was that point of nostalgia where i went like oh like and it's not that it doesn't sound gorgeous yeah, it, it sounds, does it sounds
0: great but it's just different
1: it's just different it's, the,
0: it's it comes down to the
1: feeling yeah
0: like you felt a certain way and it when that didn't give hit,
1: me those goosebumps
0: yeah exactly and it's a, just a different feeling mm-hmm. and so that's going to be the hardest part of this and like that's even goes to like the CGI recreations of like the Lion King and all this retelling of stories and and it's it's hard to recapture some of that mm-hmm. and I think that's where this is going to struggle a little bit is that one to me visually it just didn't it didn't stand out amongst the crowd. Right. It didn't, I almost felt like the color saturation was off. Like it did. To be honest
1: with you, I was going to say that even when you look at Alphaba, who's, you know, the woman in green, um, that was one of the thoughts that I had is like, she doesn't have that kind of vibrant green Mm. look to her that I feel like Alphaba should have or that, like I Ariana think she's Grande had the
0: pink. Like the pink was the su- more subtler, yeah. turned down pink. Yeah, it wasn't this like bright poppy? Mm-hmm. And even and the like,
1: green of the train that you yeah, see. Yeah,
0: and even in the the wizard who's played by Jeff Goldblum, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But like that was it. Just. It should pop mm-hmm. to me, like in my I brain, agree. like especially the green, the green is so
1: important. Well, and it's supposed to be the Emerald City, yeah. right? And and maybe that is part of it is that this is kind of, if you don't know the story of Wicked, this is kind of well, it is like the origin story mm-hmm. of the Wicked Witch and, and the Glinda the Good Witch. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so maybe that's part of it. Maybe it hasn't become the Emerald City yet. Maybe what we're seeing is kind of, the dull life pre-everything. And it might be, that might and, be a cool And maybe to... that's what, th- maybe they're doing this on purpose, right? Like we don't know that right, right now. And that's kind of why I don't let a trailer kind of depict exactly how I'm going to yep. feel about something. But it also- is part of the reason why i would say you know like my expectations are kind of mm-hmm. low yeah
0: um when you do say that about the the color and all that in the emerald city that would be cool if they did it from like a wizard of oz nod where you go from black and white to like vibrant color yep. and you go from like this which is toned down a little bit and maybe progressively for the movie gets brighter and better. And we're probably most of these trailers as, as teasers too you're only seeing the first couple minutes of like the first 20, 30 minutes are taking a couple clips from. They're not actually showing you anything that's mm-hmm. well-progressed in the movies at this point in time in the trailers. Could be slightly unfinished. Like, mm-hmm. I think this comes out in, well, November. So there's a lot of time oh, yeah, to refine time. these time type of things. But um, it, it's it's interesting because it, it's one, of, I would say of all the trailers, it's the one that I kind of felt like, no, wow, just, it just didn't hit me yeah. the way I wanted it. Like, yeah. Twisters landed it the way I wanted it. It didn't give and, me you know, that
1: kind of nostalgic like oh my gosh i can't wait to see that yeah um like you, but it wasn't that like being you were said, like oh, we're gonna take the girls to see this and
0: yeah it was just yeah but it, that could change with time like i like even with ghostbusters it comes out in march here the first teaser trailer i was like i really want to like this but there's just something that doesn't feel right about it the second trailer though they changed the music they made mm-hmm. more references to like actual ghostbuster stuff and all this and i came out with with like i have to see this right now yeah and so, like, you can go, like, a good trailer can really change the tone and direction of a movie. Of course. And I would assume, like, this isn't, I'd say that what we're talking about here, I've seen this online. Like, I've seen the discussions around, uh eh, like, everyone's kind of like, I'd, I'd say the perfect thing is meh. Meh. Like,
1: totally. it was
0: just like, eh, like, okay, we'll wait for yeah. the next one and see what happens. And, mm-hmm. and so, there's... But I
1: think the thing that we have to remember, two things. Number one is that... And, and this is kind of my, my, you know, what really grinds my gears.
0: Yeah. Um. (laughs) This is is your moment. It's your spotlight. (laughs)
1: Um, is the hate that people have towards stuff like this. You know what I mean? Like we can talk about it. We can say like, Mm. yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not super excited about it, but
0: then you go on, we'll see what happens
1: (laughs) and you move on for sure. But I think the one thing that we have to remember is that. Movies are art, yeah. And people see art in different ways, all interpretation a hundred percent. And so not everyone has to like it, but we also have to be so grateful to the people who created this art mm-hmm. for us. And I think that that's the mark that a lot of people are missing. So no matter what, I will go and see this movie one hundred percent. I will probably take all of you. yeah, you'll be invited to it. We'll see. Yeah, um, <laughs> my is <sister's> a dog. <laughs> um, and I will be so grateful to the people who created this art for me to be able to see yeah. it. And, and this will be the is girls it going kind of to be shot
0: at seeing Wicked? Yeah, like absolutely. Th- this, this will be their bridge you know we talked about that before if we can bring it around to this will be their bridge into it Mm -hmm. you know we we won't have the ability at least in the next year to take them to see wicked on stage or as in the musical form right and so this is going to be their. so this may become their Mm -hmm. wicked and like that's what's kind of cool about some of these recreations these reimaginations is that it's just another avenue in for people that have never had the experience of going to a musical in their city or in new york or in london or wherever And so that's something cool. And I think to your point too, about like the level of, of hate and, and discourse that some of the stuff gets is like, and I've said this before, and I've posted online before that it's okay to not like something, Mm -hmm. you know, what we do here in the nerd room is discuss those things. We put them up for debate. We have those discussions just so that those, the, we can connect with the listeners and say like, here, think about this in a different way. But, the thing that's not okay is making it a mission to make other people feel the same way you do. If you don't exactly. like someone, you don't need to pressure someone or, or push online so much so that everyone else doesn't like it either. Like if, if you, if someone really connected with this from a like brand new viewer into Wicked
1: I love that. Well, and that's the thing is I think that there will be a lot of people who have never seen Wicked before who are very excited to learn about kind of the origin Mm. story and they're going to absolutely love this movie. They're going to come out of it and go, oh my gosh, that was amazing. It was beautiful. I loved this. I loved this. I loved this. Whereas the person sitting next to them might go, it was nothing like Mm -hmm. the original. Oh, there's
0: going to be that comparison. A
1: hundred percent. And so I think we just all have to kind of be aware of Um, you know, the fact that there are different perspectives and the fact that we have to be so grateful that there were probably thousands of people who worked on this piece in order for us to go and sit on our butts and eat popcorn and watch, right? And no one Um, no one
0: makes I said this before too, but no one makes anything to be shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like that's not like people have like their purpose is to deliver something that people are gonna love. Mm -hmm. And I think we just gotta give it that chance. I think this trailer maybe isn't a fair representation of what it potentially could be. Yeah.
1: I think, I think we'll be pleasantly surprised. And I think that's part of the reason why I kind of go into these things with low expectations because then I'm always going to be happy. Right. I realistically, I probably go into every movie feeling that way because then I'm just always going to come out with a smile on my face because it exceeded my expectations. But I think the other big part of this that we, Uh, haven't touched on that we're also forgetting when it comes to Wicked is, you know, we talked about the Taylor Swift effect. This has the Ariana Grande effect, which, you know, is not as relevant at this very moment in time, but is still a huge thing, right? Like she has a huge name. She has a huge following. Mm. She's incredible. Her voice is amazing.
0: And she didn't really they wasn't really showcased you too much in this trailer. No.
1: No. And so that's why I think that there's so much more coming. Yeah. Uh, because she has a huge following. She has incredible talent and I think that she will be I you know what a lot of people are not excited about her in this role, but I actually really am. Mm-hmm. And I think that um I think that she might just be amazing in it yeah. so i'm actually really excited about it um again i set my expectations low so that i'm happy but um i i think you just can't really you can't judge anything off of a trailer you can't yeah. judge a book by its cover you can't judge a movie off of its trailer
0: well, i think it's all the all-encompassing like i always say with trailers that if you can't show me two two good minutes of a two-hour film inside of a trailer Yes, you start to wonder a little bit. True, but I've also seen trailers that misrepresent movies, and I think this is just—it's like a period in time, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, I think the trailers have to give you something that makes you ask for more, and whether that's in the positive or the negative piece of it. And so, I think all of these trailers gave us something to talk about. It definitely gave you and I something to talk about for an hour and fifteen minutes, (laughs) and it's going to be interesting to see how these all play out. Like I'm excited to like when we do wicked, you should definitely come back on and we can Absolutely. talk about wicked and some of these other movies, but it's been fun. You know, it's almost Valentine's day here. And also all the lovers out there. Wee, wee. Happy day. Valentine's day plus one. Cause this actually just come back to the 15th, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. I hope you can come back to the room once like in a shorter time frame than once every like three years yeah if you'd ever invite me back yeah well now like i said you're in the podcasting space you've got to really embrace that aspect of it and it was yeah, as
1: long as i don't have to listen to my own voice i'm okay
0: yeah you'll get there you'll get there i love my own voice i listen to i've been listening <laughs> to it for over 450 episodes now and so there it is guys there's our thriller discussion we kind of expanded that out to talk a little bit more of like the family aspect of things and kind of having some fun with the bridges and you know this idea of the bridge is always something that rattles around my mind because that's what the nerd room is meant to be it's meant mm-hmm. to be a bridge experience between what you get in the movie theaters what you get at a comic books what you get at a toy collecting and maybe something bigger we're kind of that low barrier for entry yeah you know bridge between things and we talked a lot about that aspect and how it's important for for different people different cultures and all that to have that that way in that pathway into these different things and these trailers I think really did provide that because the trailers themselves are a bridge between audiences and the bigger films.
1: Absolutely. I also think that, you know, bringing it back to Pod Summit a little bit too is Pod Summit is hopefully going to be a bridge for so many things. And we kind of mm. touched on that earlier, but I also want to make sure that people know that Pod Summit is going to be an incredible bridge for people, person-to-person podcasts, right? You're going to go in and you're going to meet a woman who does a true crime podcast. And you're going to go up to her and say, Hey, you know, I'm Tim. I have a nerd podcast and she's going to tell you all about her true crime podcast. And we're going to bridge the, that connection between all these different worlds and bring them together with that common denominator of podcasting. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I'm, Bringing it back to this just because I'm, I'm so incredibly excited about it. And I think that, um, everyone else should be too, because it's just going to be an awesome weekend that is going to build so much connection, community, and just get everyone together in one room with that shared passion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if you guys want a little bit more insight into pod summit, you can go over to our Instagram at pod summit or our YouTube channel at pod summit on YouTube, YouTube, podsummit slash pod summit. And you can actually see our first big promo video that we shot a couple weeks ago. It's a first of kind of a, a line of stories that we're telling through video and through interviews.
1: They cut me out of it, but it's fine. I'm well, not this, I'm You're, not you're like in part, I'm part not two, mad part three, not
0: maybe. Not Who in knows? You're, you're in it. You're, you know, you're, you're in the background somewhere. But, <laughs> but you can go and check that. You can see a bit more of the ethos of how we're putting together, like the catalyst for pod summit what we're doing with the conference and how the nerd room actually connects up with it all and how the nerd room inspired what we're doing and creating a business out of something a bit tangential to the actual nerd room podcast but how the root of it all is in the same thing and that's community connections as you mentioned so sydney my love it's been a Happy pleasure. Valentine's Happy Valentine's Day. Day. This was so lovely. I love you. I love you too. And you know what? I love this podcast. And I love but that ev- you love me more. Right? I love you more-ish. <gasps> <laughs> of course, I love Rude. you more. But I love that everyone comes back every single week to hear us talk about All Things Stars Marvel DC. Okay,
1: I'm an official member of the crew now. You're official member of the I'm crew. coming every week.
0: You're in. Yeah, I don't know if you want to be down here. <laughs> everyone. But no, it's it's this is one thing which always try to do in the podcast is try to do something a little bit different. And this was definitely a little bit different, a lot of fun, and you'll be welcome back. But I guess we have to put a pin in it for now and we will move on to go and celebrate the day of hearts or whatever it is. You know, we're gonna go to work, we're gonna come home, we're gonna have dinner, and we're gonna maybe watch a movie or two. Who knows what we're gonna do. But with all that being said, guys, thank you so much for coming back here every single week and listen to us talk about all the things that we love and with all of that being said for the nerd room i'm tim and i'm sydney and thank you so much for entering the nerd room